Know a lot about golf. Of course it's us. It is time for those weekend golf guys. I'm John Ashton in studio. He is Jeff Smith, the number one golf instructor in the state of Indiana, but alas, he has slipped the surly bonds of whatever it is he keeps him in Indiana and does what most top-notch golf instructors do. When it gets cold, he runs to Florida. <laughs> because we would rather be in golf weather, oh, 100% of the time. I know. So off we went. We got ourselves on a plane. We flew to Orlando, Florida. We drove south. <laughs> By the way, I will say right now, John, I know that you're irritated to hear this, but I've, alas, I forgot my sunscreen. Oh, oh, heaven forfend. I understand they I have know. a Walgreens in Orlando. They do. I think and I've I, actually I been to it. Yeah. <laughs> I neglected to stop and get some sunscreen. So I, in the middle of January here, uh, I have... Um, uh, a sunburn. <laughs> uh, you know, Not serve. a bad one. <laughs> As they Not say. for you to laugh at me about it, but I just thought I would point out the fact that you do not. I do not. I still have tan, however, but no sunburn. How did you do that? Have you been, <laughs> have you been fake tanning, John? No, I do not fake tan, but it's great. You walk into <laughs> places, especially when there are, there are women around. They go, wow, would, where do you tan? And I go, um, outside? The golf course? I don't know. You know, I get tan and I stay tan. It's pretty cool. Except on my glove hand. Although it's almost it's almost evening out now. So it's you not too to bad. You have to take that thing off. Come on. <laughs> but all I can say, man, is serve you right to suffer, baby. Serve you right. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway. You know what else I saw? I got to tell you, this, this is something I know that you will. Well, really, you'll be irritated. But anyway. <laughs> um. You know, I've had this steady dose of bright blue skies and palm trees mm. that is just, I don't know, uh, heavenly or sickening, whichever way you really want yeah, to Yeah, that gets so boring. As because yeah. you're a friend, um, I will do my best to pray for rain for you, just so you have well, something to that kind. break up the monotony, you know. Yeah. So, right. Okay. See, that's, that's awful kind of you. <laughs> Since he's been playing golf, which is good. I mean, it's nice to see that the man can actually play golf now and again. He is in Florida and he has noticed some differences in, in terrain that maybe yeah. we don't know how to approach differently because we only know one way to do things. So we're going to delve into the differences when we come right back. We are this weekend golf guys. Hang with us. I want to talk to you about my wife. She is a critical care nurse, works four 12-hour shifts a week at the hospital. Her knees hurt. And she's tried the Icy Hots and the Bengays of the world only to say, yeah, I got 20 minutes of relief. That pain is right back again. So I got this bottle of stuff in the mail. This is Omax Health. It's called CryoFreeze CBD. They developed it at Omax Health. It's a non-prescription, triple-action pain relief roll-on, specially formulated to block pain receptors, reduce inflammation, and improve muscle and joint flexibility. All right, so she rolled it on and went to work. Came back in the morning, and you know what she said to me? It works! Omax Health is offering our listeners 20% off a full bottle of CryptoFreeze pain relief roll-on, plus free shipping. Now, the discount also applies to anything, any product, site-wide on their website. Just go to OmaxHealth.com today. Enter the code WEEKEND and take advantage of this incredible savings. That is O-M-A-X-Health.com. And enter the code WEEKEND. You'll get 20% off CryoFreeze and anything else site-wide. OmaxHealth.com. 
it's hard to really contemplate the fact that baseball season starts in about six weeks, at least spring training does. And if you are a baseball fan, then one of the things on a bucket list of every baseball fan is to go to spring training. And the Cactus League spring training in Arizona is fantastic. There are 15 uh, major league teams here, 10 stadiums, average temperature 75 degrees, and all of the 10 stadiums are within 50 miles of the greater Phoenix area. Uh, and, and this is cool, too, because when you get there, it's much more laid back, much more low-key. You can meet the players. You can get autographs before the games. And then, of course, make sure you bring your sticks because most baseball fans are also great golfers, and you know how fantastic the golf can be in the greater Phoenix area. It's, it's just incredible. Even as incredible as the landscapes, the outdoor adventures, the urban centers, the ghost towns, the artsy communities, uh, it's just great. Check it out. Arizona is a perfect home base for baseball fans. It is Ask Those Weekend Golf Guys. I'm John Ashton. He is Jeff Smith. I, of course, stuck in the studio. He is gallivanting all around the world, finds himself in Florida. Although it is January, it's time for most PGA guys and golf folk to show up in Orlando because the PGA Merchandise Show, the greatest show on turf. You know, that's coming. And you have all yeah. those preparations to do. You've got to hang out and meet all the friends and family and uh, and play golf and, uh, you know, charge it off on your taxes. So um, you yeah, wouldn't that be what I would love to be actually able to do that one time. Right. Yeah. But now my existence there is a little bit different. <laughs> OK. Um, for example, this this year, like I, I fly in after this trip, I, I get to go back home to Indiana. See right. my wife. That'd be nice. Yeah. See my dog. That'd be yeah. nice too. Fly back to Indiana and then I get down to, to Orlando again for this. And the day that I get there, I have to prepare and get myself ready because the very next day, uh, I'm giving a presentation for Smart to Move and we're talking about grind reaction forces and we're talking about how to use, uh, force plates, mm -hmm. um, and to help in, in teaching and get people more power more club head speed, doing a lot of that. Uh, I get to do that with Mike Adams and James Lights, two uh, just big heavy hitters in the uh, the world of golf instruction. Right. Yeah, it's going to be going to be a lot of fun. Fantastic. And then the very next day, I have to prepare for this as well. I'm speaking with a friend of the show, uh, Mr. James Hong, and I are giving a presentation to a large group of golf professional instructors at the, the event that's called the Open Forum, which is where pretty much all the, the golf instructors have now gone uh, to go see different education things. Uh, so it's, it's a really good event. And we're going to be giving presentations on player development. It's where teachers go to get taught. That's right. And so I've got, I've got work to do. Yeah. And then there's the two days of the PGA show, and I'm going to be in um, the Iconic Golf booth working with them and also with the Smart to Move folks and also with the Foresight Sports folks giving some presentations on stage. So I don't get to play golf like you think I get to play golf. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That week. So, so I had to come and do this, it week. this trip. Exactly. Yeah. And and we don't, um, you know, we, we don't care. We don't say, well, you shouldn't be playing golf, even though, you know, we're stuck up here where it's cold and a little wet and you're down there in Florida where it's warm and sunny. That's okay. Because, uh, you know, it'll what'll happen is the shoe will be on the other foot. Eventually. Where you guys will be doing all the playing while I will be doing all the working and teaching. Yeah, that's right. So well, let's I get do to have my fun, too. 
I just love to rub it in. Or, I mean, excuse me, let you know that I'm in warm climates. <laughs> I got you. Um, we don't, we don't begrudge you. We don't begrudge you your fun, man. You you deserve a week or two every year, just like everybody else. But let's let's do a little working and teaching right now. Speaking of such, well, yeah. we, we were talking off air about um, different approaches to different different um, I don't know different types of the same thing, like different types of grass, different different types of sand, different. Um, yeah, you know, here here's some interesting stuff. We've all gone to different golf courses, right? Yeah, but. Up in the Midwest, you don't find dry, light, poofy sand. Not, not unless they paid that, the that. money and trucked it in from Florida somewhere. No. Yeah, it just doesn't. Um, it's not common. Yeah, it's it, you've got heavier stuff, and heaven yeah, forbid if it had rained in the last forty-eight hours. Well, yeah, because then it just kind of gets really like cement packed, and yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's pretty interesting. Yeah, so. So we practiced a little bit. We were down at the medalist a few days ago, and we practiced on some bunkers that they had in the practice facility, which is fabulous. Some bunker sand that was dry and fluffy, mm-hmm. and then other bunker sands were heavier and more dense, and yet th- what they did was they made them flat on the top, as in it wasn't brushed like someone had recently raked them, they had it so that the surface of it was somewhat smoothed over, like someone had drug a, a, a mat on top of it, and thus made the ball sit up better and made it harder for the club to penetrate. So those are two very different types of bunker shots altogether. And those are on the same course? No, they're on the same practice same facility. Same practice facility. I got you. Okay. Okay. Right. The ones on the golf course, when we went out to play, mm-hmm. was that John? That means that we went to go play the medalist. Yeah, we went to play. Let's. This is number one. Right. This is the first yeah. big time golf course that he's dropped the name of that he's played this week. The medalist. Well, We're look, keeping track. It's it's early. It's early January. Okay, and it's early early in the show too. So I'm sure yeah. we'll we'll get a lot more as we go on. Go on. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so it's possible. Yeah. <laughs> it's possible. Anyway, so it, you get to the, to the to this practice bunker and you realize, boy, I really have to slap down into this sand. This is no longer a swooshing forward, easy bunker shot that the sand just poofs out and is light and fluffy. No, sir. This is now I have to drive the sole plate of this club into the sand with some speed and some force to get what I want here. You know, now, that's a different mode. That's a different move altogether. It is. I would venture to guess, however, that most of us amateurs, when facing uh, that basic scenario and that type of sand, would probably try to just pick the ball. Which would be a mistake. Yeah, it usually doesn't work out well, but it's usually what we try to do. It's similar to... Up in the Midwest, there's some thicker, heavier, denser sand. And after rains, it tends to get a little bit, say, compact and Mm -hmm. tough to penetrate. Yeah, like cement. Yeah, exactly. Right. But this had a little different quality to it. Try to imagine going to the beach. And, you know, down by the water's edge, it's really kind of soppy, wet, and firm. Mm -hmm. And then you move up a little bit, and it's a little drier and firm and compact. Right, yeah. 
and then you move up just a little bit more and it's really dry and firm and compact. Yeah. Okay. So in the Midwest, after a rain and it dries out, you get that really at that upper area where it's really firm and dry, right? That's a tougher one to penetrate. And so that one requires a little less bounce angle of the club. So you kind of lean the handle forward a little bit and you kind of, I don't want to say dig the leading edge, but you sure want to be scraping the leading edge and sole plate along there to get that to come out nicely. You'll want that. Yeah. But this stuff that we were working with was a little bit on the moister, heavier side. Okay. But yet the club could penetrate it. It just required a little bit of force to do it. And then it had that cake sand where it was all packed together and tight, but it wasn't so tight that the club would bounce off of it. Okay. So it was definitely in a more aggressive downward movement of the throw or the head of the club down. And boy, that was a fun shot to hit because the ball comes out with a lot of spin. I'm sure. Yeah, it would. Because there's less sand between the face of the club and the ball, thus providing more friction and giving more spin. And boy, let me tell you, I was hitting some 20 to 30 yard bunker shots that I'd fly at 20 to 30 yards and then it would just stop dead. Boy, that was fun to do. Were you doing that just in the practice area or when you got out onto the course at the medalist, were you able to do the same thing? Actually, I wasn't 20 to 30 yards away uh, when I was in the bunkers. (laughs) I was about 10 yards away and and I did the same shot and it worked out really well. The problem was, is that I still hit it 20 yards when I needed to hit it 10. Ah, but that's that's. But nonetheless, that's a story for uh, a different day. <laughs> it is, it is. But uh, nonetheless, the the golf course was much like that particular bunker. But it was a whole different shot that most yeah. people encounter. Yeah. Because honestly, that's the first time I've ever seen uh, a golf course say drag the top of their bunkers. Right. To, to where they weren't just raking them to fluff them up and make them fluffy smooth and have the grains of grass if it was wind or grains of sand if it was windy blow around a little bit yeah nope Hmm. they did the opposite i'll tell you what when we come back why don't we let jeff get into greater detail on you know chapter and verse what you would do um, when faced with uh, a shot like that because well most of us what we do with it right now is paramount to cheating when we come right back hang with us we are those weekend golf guys of course we have a facebook page facebook.com slash golf guys we would love it if you were to go there and like us we'd love it even more if you'd go there and follow us facebook.com slash golf guys I want to talk to you about my wife. She is a critical care nurse, works four 12-hour shifts a week at the hospital. Her niece hurt. And she's tried the Icy Hots and the Bengays of the world only to say, yeah, I got 20 minutes of relief. That pain is right back again. So I got this bottle of stuff in the mail. This is Omax Health. It's called CryoFreeze CBD. They developed it at Omax Health. It's a non-prescription triple action pain relief roll-on, specially formulated to block pain receptors, reduce inflammation, and improve muscle and joint flexibility. All right, so she rolled it on and went to work, came back in the morning, and you know what she said to me? It works! 
Olmax Health is offering our listeners 20% off a full bottle of Crypto Freeze Pain Relief Roll-On, plus free shipping. Now, the discount also applies to anything, any product, site-wide on their website. Just go to OmaxHealth.com today. Enter the code WEEKEND and take advantage of this incredible savings. That is O-M-A-X-Health.com. And enter the code WEEKEND. You'll get 20% off Cryo Freeze and anything else site-wide. OmaxHealth.com. You know, golfers, we love gear. It's a big part of our game, and we put a lot of time and, and, let's face it, a lot of money into getting it right, whether we're researching our next irons or maybe even testing out some new tees. But there is one important piece of equipment that we overlook, your golf cart battery. Most of us don't consider the quality of our battery. That That is until it dies, and we're stranded out in the middle of the course. That's why we want you to know about the Relyon Insight battery, the intelligent golf cart battery that utilizes intuitive software for better performance and fewer disconnects. The Relyon Insight battery is powered by lithium, not lead acid, so it charges faster, provides more range, and requires no maintenance. It's a drop-in replacement, so just connect and go. You can learn more at RelyonBattery.com slash GolfGuys and use our special promo code GolfGuys for 10% off. Plus, you'll get a free charger when you order two or more Insight batteries. Again, that's RelyonBattery.com slash GolfGuys and use promo code GolfGuys. And no other lithium battery compares to Relyon's. Order yours today. We are those weekend golf guys. I'm John Ashton. He is Jeff Smith. He is number one golf instructor in the state of Indiana. He's going to prove it right now, even though he's in Florida. Uh, he's still allowed to be a great teacher, even though he, you know, moved over a few state lines. Differences in sand. And I tell you, you know, like I mentioned earlier, when faced with one of those harder packed sand shots, we, we would probably try to pick it off. Or we would, or USGA, if you're listening, please close your ears right now. We would take a rake and, and basically rake up some of it to make it more fluffy for a lie so we could get under it and, and hit our normal sand shot. Uh, yeah. That would be cheating, Here's, but it wouldn't stop us from doing it, right? True on both accounts. <laughs> okay. Okay. So, so let's think about traditional teaching getting the sand because traditional teaching tells you a few things, uh, somewhat like, Hey, guess what, folks? The first time you get into a bunker, your feet are going to touch the sand, and then all of a sudden, wham, your club face has to open up, and you have to make the club face more to the sky, mm -hmm. and then all of a sudden, the leading edge goes up, and the, the bottom edge, the bounce angle goes way down. But you know, John, that's hard on people because most people don't land the ball or land the club in the right place in the sand. No. And they go, oh, well, it's just supposed to be a couple inches behind the ball. Well, my question is, okay, where's the ball? And then how are you standing? Because if you tilt a little bit too much to the right, the landing spot is way behind. And then you dig like three, four inches behind. And then the goes, club goes down in the sand. And then by the time it gets near the ball, it's actually moving up. But at the same time, John, somebody taught them to open up the club quite a bit. And, of course, amateurs always you know, kind of overdo for the conditions that are there. They open it up a lot and the leading edge is way up. Well, guess what? Then the club's no longer moving down below the ball at this point. It's moving up into the ball with the leading edge up. Uh-oh. Yeah. Skullville. You either have a skull or you have one of those shots where the sand goes farther than the ball did or, you know. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Right? So you got problems with just taking traditional teaching and trying to apply it to each and every bunker shot. Right. So let's understand the two things right away. No matter the condition, the lowest point that the club is in the air and then it penetrates the sand at that deepest point that's where the ball needs to be 
Okay. So that way it comes up and out. That way the loft of the club is still up. It is down through the sand. That's still happening. And the leading edge is not going to blade it. So it's coming out, right? So that is one of the absolutes. So let's say, John, you're dealing with hard packed sand. The last thing I want in a hard surface that I'm going to strike down on is a lot of bounce on my club. So I don't want to flip that thing open because it's going to raise the, the leading edge up. The bounce angle is going to be too much. I'm going to square my club more on a shot like that so that the leading edge and the bounce angle are somewhat flatter on the bottom as yeah. opposed to the bounce angle, the back of the, the bottom back of the club is down and the leading edge is up. I want them both level to the surface so I can come through and scrape it out on a firm surface. And once again, let the club do the work. Yeah. Because that's, that's one thing. I know the conditions were different, but the lesson's the same. When, when you and I were playing one time, uh, I was in a bunker that had a, a rather high lip between me and the green. Yeah. And did that open up the club thing a little bit? And you assured me that my 56 degree sand wedge would indeed hit normally be enough loft to get that ball up over that bank. And you were right. Yeah. So few of us can see that. You know, we panic when the, when the, you know, we're below the level of, of the green. We want to think we need to get it up higher quicker, but let the club do the work because that's what they're designed for. You, you got a great point there. They are designed for that. Mm -hmm. We have to understand the design of the club and how it's, there's a handle that's actually tilted forward of the face angle. The shafts are not vertical when the clubs are sitting, soling themselves flat on the ground. They're not. They're no. tilted forward. Yep. So what you want is in a tight sand situation, you want to drive the club head down through the sand with the leading edge somewhat level to the surface and not up. So the handle will be a little bit more forward. People would say, why are you leaning the shaft forward? Why are you trying to de-loft the club? I'm trying to de-bounce the club mm -hmm. on a hard pan surface. I'm not trying to de-loft the club. Yes. There is less loft than if it was laying open, but I want to make sure that my club comes through that sand or that cart path or that mud or that firm fairway or whatever without a lot of bounce. I need some bounce to help it so the leading edge doesn't just dig in, but I need it to be a glider. I need it to be a skimmer. I need it to be a slider along that surface. But ball position has a lot to do with this, John. Okay. What is the ball position? So if, if you put your ball position in the middle in a bunker shot like this, and then you know you've got a strike sand behind it, what's happening is you'll throw the, the club down into the sand behind it, and it'll come in at a steeper angle, and your right shoulder's a little lower, and then that's when you dump them into the bunker. And they don't go out very much because you just change the angle of the club going down to being very steep but not forward very much. Okay. But if you put the ball forward – let's say off your left hip joint, and then you go through, it comes in more shallow, and then you still land behind it, but you're actually landing at the spot you normally make regular golf swings with, and they land right in the middle of your body, like nose, mouth, chin, sternum, that whole spine line thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's where the club lands in the sand, and then takes away that little strip of, of sand where the divot is, and then that's where the ball is. Right. And you just go poof. And it all goes out, and you look at that, and you're like, "That was the easiest thing I ever did. Why did I, why did I do it differently?" Yeah, and and why did I panic? That's people's fear of of bunkers. It is, but you know, when there's different surfaces, right? We talked about different sands. These 
we, you know, we did a good bit there on the firmer sand where you got to kind of go at it a little bit more aggressively. Mm-hmm. What about when the ball's in that dry, fluffy sand like we have down here in South Florida? At the Middleist. Yeah, uh, go on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we have this, and it's this dry, fluffy, poofy kind of sand, right? The, you're at the top of the beach. There's no real water up there. You know, and that's where you, your feet are digging into the sand, and, and you just kind of walk around, and, and your feet make all these deep footprints, Those kind, that kind of sand right there. Yeah. Now you need some bounce because you do that same thing that I just got done talking about. And that is such a soft surface. Now that club's just going to stick it into the sand. Now you need more bounce to help it guide it like a rudder guiding this club going through the sand. So now you put the ball a little bit more forward and then you put the sa- the, the shaft and you open up the face and now you've got more bounce. Now you've got a vertical shaft. You've got the face more open and now you've got more bounce. And now you just go down through the same place and that leading edge just glides through just below the surface. And the sole plate acts like a rudder through that sand and helps the club through it, yet still below the ball. You see, so the shots are similar, but the setups are a little different based on the surface that you're playing on. When one understands the concept of what you're trying to do, the mechanics of how to do it become much more um, apparent. Yeah, they do. I think that a majority of the lessons that I teach begin with cleaning up the concept that the player has of what needs to be done in this situation. I really believe that some of the best teaching and the best learning comes from being in a situation and understanding the situation before you just go I got to go practice my bunker game or practice my pitching game. Before you just start thinking of those things, you have to understand what you're doing, why you need to do it that way, what's going on down club to ball. Because when all that happens, wow, the player gets better so much faster. They're not trying to guess anymore. You understand what it is you're trying to do, and Jeff has taught you how to do it. And that's something to keep in mind, too, because on the sand that, that Jeff was explaining at the beginning, the you know, the where it's more hard, compact, let's say it's because it was wet. Well, you're playing on a dry day. You're going to be playing for three and a half, four and a half hours. The sand level of wetness and compactness is going to be changing hole to hole. So you really need sure to know how to attack it uh, as you get there. You need to understand what it is you're standing in. There's no one set way of, you know, if the sand looks like A, hit shot B. If it looks like C, hit shot D. Because it, it's golf. <laughs> golf just ain't that easy. <laughs> what gets, can I say? It gets more complex, but sometimes you just have to sit back and, and just take a look. And sometimes you just sit back and take a look at what you've got. And, and it, it doesn't get too complex, but you can just say, hey, is this soft or firm? And start to say, okay, what do I need with soft or firm? Now, this also applies to grass, mm-hmm. fairways, right? Right. Let's say for some reason, John, it, it rained and it didn't dry up before you're on the golf course. And now all of a sudden, you know, you've got soggy fairways. The ball didn't go anywhere. You got a soft surface below. Are you going to be placing the ball back in your stance? No. You know? Because then what's going to happen? See, this is where people screw up all the time. Mm-hmm. 
they put it back in their stance going, I want to hit this ball before I hit the ground because I don't want to get a face full of water. Well, all they've done is they made themselves swing steeper down at it. Yeah. The further back, the steeper the, the club right. is coming in. I'll put the ball right there at the low point of my swing arc. The back of the golf ball is just behind it. So it'll actually be forward. I'll take a little bit more club because I'm going to be coming through with a little bit more loft. You know, let's say it's an eight iron shot. I'll come in with a seven iron, put the ball a little bit more forward and sweep it cleanly. Right. And have a far better outcome than I will by taking that eight iron and having it back of center where I'm still going down and I'm just going to go get a little too steep on it and then just go into the fairway. One, one quick, do that all the time. I know one quick suggestion in, in lieu of having a chart that you can take with you that says if the sand looks like this or if the ground looks like this, here's what you should do. Um, learn a little geometry or at least remember your geometry. Remember when you were sitting there in the 11th grade taking geometry, saying to yourself, I'll never use this. This would be a good place to use that. Okay. Just saying. <laughs> It'd be a good place to use that. Yeah. Uh, we're going to be, right. we're going to be talking about golf balls, specifically Volvic golf balls. When we come right back, don't you move. We are those weekend golf guys. If you're in sales, you know that people buy things from people they know, they like, and they trust. It can take forever to build that kind of a relationship unless you use golf. Business golf is the quickest way to build trust. TheBusinessGolfCourse.com. Go there now and check it out. Soon it's going to be February, which means soon thereafter it'll be springtime and, and baseball season will start up again. But you know what happens between February and the start of baseball season is spring training, which is a really cool time to go see your favorite baseball team. Why don't you follow them out to the Cactus League Spring Training in Arizona this year? It's a perfect home for baseball fans out there, man. It is great. Ten stadiums in the greater Phoenix area, all within 50 miles of each other. Uh, Fifteen major league teams do their spring training out in the Arizona area. And the temperature in Arizona, it averages about 75 degrees in February, which is not only great weather for watching baseball, but it's great weather for playing golf. Bring your sticks and bring the family. Because Arizona is a fantastic destination for families. You got family resorts. There's fun for kids of all ages. And if your child has not seen the Grand Canyon, then you're just not being a good parent. Lots of great spring training baseball and lots of great golf. Arizona, head out there this February. And thanks for hanging and coming back. We are those weekend golf guys. I am John Ashton in the studio. Jeff Smith. Uh, decided that he was going to blow off uh, a few minutes and go uh, play some golf. Actually, he's he's in Florida, so he's taking advantage. Uh, I'm still here working because I'm that kind of guy. And have with us on the line Wes Whittingham, who's the vice president of sales for Volvic. In the past couple of uh, past segments uh, of the show, we've been talking with Jeff about how it's great to understand the concept of what you're trying to do to better understand the mechanics of how to do it, uh, how the clubs work and things like that. And the same is true with golf balls. But let me ask you, Wes, as, as a golf ball expert, is there some easy way to tell what kind of a golf ball we need based on how we play the game? Absolutely. You know, there's no two players that are alike, right? Right. Whether it's their body shape or club head speed, but also the way they hit the golf ball. Some people naturally hit it high, some people hit it low, and of course shot shape uh, has quite a bit to do with it. So different golf balls can provide different launch angles, spin rates, etc. based on cover materials, whether it's a urethane cover or a sterling cover, 
And then also the construction of whether it's a two-piece, three-piece, or four-piece will also impact ball flight and spin rates, etc. How hard is it for the average golfer to try to figure out what's best? Is it just to buy a sleeve and see if it works? Or what do you suggest we do here to figure the, the best ball for us to use? Well, I'll tell you what, you know, obviously it's going to come down to the player themselves and, and uh, how frequently they play and what their interest level is. But certainly getting fit would be the perfect way to do that. A lot of uh, companies provide their own fitting information on their websites, you know, at Volvic, uh, V-O-L-V-I-K.com. You can visit our site. We have a, a fitting uh, portal that uh, players can go through to determine really what is the correct ball for them. Also, there's many retailers that provide that same service if they talk to their local golf professional, especially if they're getting lessons from their local golf professional, they'll be able to help them immediately with determining what the best type of golf ball is suitable for their game. I would just say in general terms, John, Mm -hmm. players need to have a golf ball that is going to get airborne. And it it sounds simple. It sounds uh, almost trite in saying that, but a lot of players may pick a golf ball that just simply doesn't fly high enough. And obviously, if you get a golf ball up in the air, the higher it goes, the the longer it stays in the air, the more distance they're going to achieve. So that's, to me, job number one. And that also involves spin. The more a ball spins, which used to be a, quite frankly, a a four-letter naughty word, Mm -hmm. spin. You know, everybody's focused on soft these days, but really spin is the key ingredient for players to keep the ball airborne. I know Jeff counsels you when you ask Jeff Smith, uh, my co-host, who what kind of ball you should use. The first thing he'll do is he'll ask you, how many do you lose in the course of a round? And then suggest (laughs) you buy the ball you can afford to lose. (laughs) Yeah, in the golf ball business, we that's, yeah. We certainly enjoy that. That's uh, that's how you get repeat we, business, isn't it? <laughs> that's right. And we don't we don't mind making more of them. I know. But, yeah, uh, that's right. Eat, lose all you want. We'll make more. That'd be a great commercial for we you. We got it. We got to keep our customers <laughs> fed. But you know, I would say that most consumers they're going to determine their ball preference. A lot of them by price, right. what they're willing to pay for a golf ball. But I would always suggest that no matter what kind of golf ball they buy that when they find a golf ball they like, uh, they stick with it, and then they play with that same type of golf ball throughout the round. I think there's a lot of players out there that do themselves disservice by playing a wide variety of golf balls in their bag, and that may include a two-piece ball or a four-piece ball or a urethane or a surlin. So they're literally going from one hole to the next, and they may be switching out golf balls or the types of balls they play And that'll have a dramatic effect on their performance. So, you know, my my first counsel would be is empty your golf bag of all the golf balls. Identify a golf ball that you like. Uh, Preferably it's Volvic. Preferably it's a golf ball that you can see and that you enjoy playing. I know we make a huge variety of golf balls for all types of different club head speeds and players from two-piece balls to three- and four-piece products, and then stay with that golf ball and make sure that you continue to play that ball throughout the round and throughout each shot. Because once you become accustomed to how the ball performs 
on the green, around the green, off the tee, etc., then you're able to repeat that swing or that shot over and over again. And that's that's really the key is being able to consistently repeat a shot. Right. And to know what the ball's going to do when you hit it correctly, or if you hit it correctly, whichever word you want Absolutely. to use in there. <laughs> or incorrectly for <laughs> yeah, that matter. Well that's but at true least too. You're repeating something. That's yeah. right. Wes Whittingham, VP of sales for Volvic is uh, is our guest here on those weekend golf guys. And let's get specific about your product uh, in particular, Wes. You started out and and people I know would would look at your um balls that were mostly colorful and say it was a bit of a technique. It's kind of a gimmick to get noticed, but now everybody's doing it. You guys feel like, you know, people are now ripping you off or, or what's, what's the deal on your side of the story here? There's no question that when, when people uh, mirror you, what you're doing is the sincerest form of flattery. Right. There are an awful lot of companies now that are entering the segment in different colors and different finishes. We just happen to think that the color segment of the golf ball category is continuing to grow. Mm-hmm. It's doubled in the last four years. We see it doubling again and continuing to increase. I know that you and I have spoken in individually and you know I made a comment to you not too long ago that I would think within the next five to ten years that it's entirely possible that there will be more color golf balls sold than white golf balls in the marketplace from all manufacturers. And I still believe that. Uh, Simply put, it's easier to see a color golf ball than it is a white golf ball. Amen. Uh, They're easier to see on the ground. Yep. They're easier to see in the air against the horizon. And I just think that people also have more fun playing a product that they they can see and see well. Yeah, I like them because when you get to the green and you can you can tell that mine, the orange one, is the one that's closest to the hole without having to walk up and be obnoxious and read what kind of ball it is. Absolutely. <laughs> and, John, I would also say there are certain colors that people would not expect to be able to see that well. We, we happen to make a green product in our many of our models, including our world-famous Vivid Matte Finish product line, and the green is extremely easy to see it does not blend in with the grass it it provides beautiful contrast and it almost has a tracer effect when it's in the air Mm -hmm. uh, against the horizon of the sky that's right the the only caveat i would have about colored balls at all is a yellow ball in the fall if you're playing in a place where there are a lot of leaves (laughs) they tend to blend in really well with the leaves on the ground that's right i'm just telling and you know that's that's the other nice thing about color products is depending on the season and where you play and you can you can switch uh to different colors from perhaps yellow to green or red or some of our other colors in our portfolio we have eight different colors in the vivid product line alone and so certainly people will be able to find a color that is uh suitable to the season and pleasing for them and uh in every case, it's a product that is uh, going to perform extraordinarily well. And, and like we talked about at the outset, play the same ball. It gives you an opportunity to continue to play the same type of golf ball throughout the round, throughout the year, and throughout the bag. Let's try to dispel something that I've had a problem with. People who I, I know and I talk to about your balls and, and play some of them go, oh, that's, that's, a, that's a chick ball, man. Is that that concept of your company, does that come basically, do you think, from starting out as, as a main sponsor of the LPGA? Is it just an erroneous assumption because they're colorful and only women like colorful things? 
And I think it is somewhat erroneous that only women are preferring a color product. And uh, certainly our, our affiliation with the LPGA and the players that we have on our professional staff have impacted our business uh, in a very positive way in terms of, of color and their desire to play a color product on tour. I think one of the things that you're starting to see now is that there are men playing color products on all the professional tours as well. And we're going to continue to see that grow as we move forward. And I think it's just one of those things where once consumers continue to see more players playing color golf balls on all the professional tours, they're going to continue to adopt that into their own game. Uh, I think once they do, they're certainly going to enjoy playing the product and they'll see the benefits of playing a color product versus the uh, traditional white golf ball. You know, when you get older, they say the eyesight is the second thing to go. And I know with the guys I play with, after about 150 yards in the air, a lot of times I'll hit a great drive and say, well, I imagine it came down, but I can't tell you where. Because you just mm. lose the ball in flight. That's why right. we've all changed to colored balls and we love them. Well, you know, there's... There's certainly something to that. I'm just happy that you're still hitting it past 150 yards where, where you are starting to lose side of that golf ball. There's a lot of guys that don't have that problem when they get older yeah, uh, and they wish they did. But, you know, I, I would say this, you know, the, the nice thing about color product is it does provide a, a tracer type of effect. You do have better depth perception of the ball against the horizon with a color golf ball. You know, whether it's a matte finish golf ball or a glossy finish golf ball, we found that just from a visual standpoint, any type of color product other than white certainly stands out better with contrast. And that's really what you're looking for is some contrast against the horizon. You know, you would think that uh, perhaps on a cloudy day is is uh, the type of weather where it would be harder to see the golf ball. But in fact, uh, when people play on a bright, sunshiny day that's cloudless, Mm -hmm. uh, that's really yeah. when it's perhaps even more difficult uh, to see the ball against the horizon. Is the only difference between the glossy and the matte finish aesthetic, or is there a performance difference? Uh, I'll tell you what, there is a performance benefit to our matte finish. Now, uh, I'm not going to lay that at the feet of some of our competitors, but certainly with our product, the matte finish does perform better than the glossy product, simply because the type of matte finish we provide has a somewhat tactile nature to the finish. And because of that property, the ball stays on the club face of a driver a fraction of a second longer, which provides a less spin off of the driver. Off the tee, one of the things that you really want is high launch, low spin for maximum distance. Right. And of course, when you have a little bit less spin off those driver shots, they're going to go straighter. And when a golf ball travels straighter, uh, it's always going to go farther than a ball that has some type of curvature to it. Exactly. On a wedge or on iron shots, a matte finish actually provides more friction with the surface of the club against the grooves. And so you actually achieve a greater amount of spin uh, with that type of product. And uh, therefore, you have more green side control. It does provide a benefit. You know, I, I don't have any scientific data to back this statement up, but what I will tell you that with a matte finished product, the sound of a golf ball when you hit it, it sounds softer. And because of that, it feels softer as well. 
first off, I just want to say you're in sales, so you don't need the science, man. You just need a good story. Back <laughs> with science. That's right. That's right. Oh, oh man. But I, I do appreciate that, though, because I, I always wondered, and thank you for explaining that, because a lot of us now should be going, oh, maybe I should hit a matte finish ball. Right, guys? Yeah. Wes Whittingham, it's Volvic, V-O-L-V-I-K dot com. And we will talk to you again at another time. This is your second appearance with us on those weekend golf guys. Uh, you know, one more time and you get like a, a comeback for free card or something. We'll send you a hat. How's that? Perfect. Okay. Wes Whittingham, VP Sales with Volvic. Thanks for spending time with us here on those weekend golf guys. And you hang out with us. We'll be right Absolutely, back. John. Thanks for having me. I want to talk to you about my wife. She is a critical care nurse, works four 12-hour shifts a week at the hospital. Her knees hurt. And she's tried the icy hots and the Bengays of the world only to say, yeah, I got 20 minutes of relief. That pain is right back again. So I got this bottle of stuff in the mail. This is Omax Health. It's called CryoFreeze CBD. They developed it at Omax Health. It's a non-prescription, triple-action pain relief roll-on, specially formulated to block pain receptors, reduce inflammation, and improve muscle and joint flexibility. All right, so she rolled it on and went to work. Came back in the morning, and you know what she said to me? It works! Omax Health is offering our listeners 20% off a full bottle of CryptoFreeze pain relief roll-on, plus free shipping. Now, the discount also applies to anything, any product, site-wide on their website. Just go to omaxhealth.com today. Enter the code WEEKEND and take advantage of this incredible savings. That is omaxhealth.com. And enter the code WEEKEND. You'll get 20% off CryoFreeze and anything else site-wide. omaxhealth.com. You know, golfers, we love gear. It's a big part of our game, and we put a lot of time and, and let's face it, a lot of money into getting it right, whether we're researching our next irons or maybe even testing out some new tees. But there is one important piece of equipment that we overlook, your golf cart battery. Most of us don't consider the quality of our battery. That That is until it dies, and we're stranded out in the middle of the course. That's why we want you to know about the Relyon Insight battery, the intelligent golf cart battery that utilizes intuitive software for better performance and fewer disconnects. The Relyon Insight battery is powered by lithium, not lead acid, so it charges faster, provides more range, and requires no maintenance. It's a drop-in replacement, so just connect and go. You can learn more at RelyonBattery.com slash GolfGuys and use our special promo code GolfGuys for 10% off. Plus, you'll get a free charger when you order two or more Insight batteries. Again, that's RelyonBattery.com slash GolfGuys and use promo code GolfGuys. And no other lithium battery compares to Relyon's. Order yours today. Hey, thanks for hanging. We're back again. Those Weekend Golf Guys, I'm John Ashton. He is Jeff Smith. Asking me to hurry up. I can see the hurry up sign he's making because he's got a tea time. We don't play golf. Which which fantastic golf course you at today? Well, you really want me to tell you? Yeah, I do. Since we've already played the medalist, there's this other place where tour players go. Uh-huh. And they call it the Bears Club. Bears Club. And mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh-huh. And uh, it's a Nicholas course. He's certainly he's a member there. Rory's a member there. Uh-huh. You know, lots of people, a lot of famous people are members there. Uh, one of the teachers here at uh, Bears Club, friend of the show, Miss Sarah Stone. Sarah Stone, yeah. Okay. Look forward to seeing her. And I'm going to go play golf. The medalist yesterday, Bears Club today. Uh, yeah. I'm just living my life vicariously through you, bud. That's it. You know, as I'm sitting we here. Got, uh, we got working. some other fun stuff coming up, I believe. I believe there's a, a Trump uh, course in our future. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Well, do all that. 
I would uh, I would tell you that uh, I got I got invited to to um, to play at that um, fancy schmancy golf club in Orlando, um, the week of the PGA the Ritz show. The who? Not the Ritz Carlton. No, the um, the other one. Um, oh man, there's a bunch of good ones down there. <laughs> Re- reunion. Yeah, reunion yeah. resort. Reunion yeah. resort. Yeah, that's that's yeah. That's where I got invited to play. Of course, I can't go. But at least did I you got invited. Pass along the invitation to someone who could. <laughs> no, I did not. No. As a matter of fact. <laughs> oh, I see where this is going. <laughs> I mean, I've I've passed along as many invitations for you to play in my stead as you have me to play in your stead. We're even, buddy. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, pay yeah, pay sorry. it forward. That's just a little advice I got for you. Pay it forward. Well, look, there's <laughs> places that I play usually require some forced carries. Yeah, I know. Yep. <laughs> and, and you've been done carrying me for a long time. I I got that. All right, listen, check us out, thoseweekendgolfguys.com. Follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash golfguys. And uh, don't get too too jealous that Jeff is out playing golf because this is, you know, two weeks out of the whole year that he gets to play. The rest of the time he's working at making us all better when we go to play. So uh, I guess serve, serves us right to self a baby. Till next week, man. Whether you're you're someplace cold or someplace warm, someplace with fluffy sand or someplace with hard pack sand, don't worry about it. Don't sweat it. Just pick up some clubs and go play some golf. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.